Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Now let's join Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media as we explore the inspirational worlds of music, media, and more. Lay down 
what a great song to lead into this amazing show. I have um, Jim Peterick with me today, and um, not only are we celebrating the Ides of March 50th anniversary collection, we're going to also be talking about Jim's new um, Eye of the Writer on Pledge Music, and that song was obviously Last Man Standing, and it's amazing. I am so excited to have you here today, Jim. Jim's in the studio along with my co-host on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. He is from the Indie Cafe, Spencer Drake, who um, has designed for a lot of music stars, and his album is, um, designs are currently in MoMA and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in a permanent collection. So I'm really excited to have Spencer here today with me as well to help me um, co-host the show. The chat room is open if you'd like to call in. The number is 347-677-1036. And we are live, and the show will be available on iTunes afterwards and also on um, Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. And I want to give Jim's... Um, sites out real quick and then, well actually let me bring everyone into the studio really quick. Let me bring Spencer in. Spencer's hey. there. And then let me bring Jimbo. Are you there? Hey, hey Holly, how are you? I'm <laughs> and here. Spencer here too. Hey, Jim, Hi, you are so funny. Oh my yeah. God, that's such a great song. You know, um, the horn section on, on that whole the Ides of March is amazing. So, oh, thank you. And you, you know, know, I've got, I've got, um, I've got vehicle to close with, and I also have um, spirit of Chicago. So I have, I have those three songs in queue. And you know, for anyone that doesn't know who you are, and and we're going to talk a lot about the um, um, uh, the pledge music campaign and also the 50th anniversary. Um, you are also. Tell, tell everyone who you are, Jim, because I really want everyone to know. Who love I you am. Them. Who, who are you are? today? Who are you today? Uh, you know, <laughs> today I'm I'm really the the solo artist that that's making my first uh, acoustic album. Something that I, you know, my sister's been wanting me to do for you know for about twenty years. You know, uh-huh. sisters are. You, you know, Jimmy, you know how you play at Christmas time for all the relatives? Why don't you do an album like that? You know, and I go, nah, nah, you know. Finally, finally she wore me down. But but it wasn't only my sister, Alison, of course. It was a lot of fans and friends who said, you know, they've seen me play, um, you know, different writers' rounds in Nashville and solo shows. And, and I've resisted it because... Um, I, I didn't think my voice could really, you know, be stripped down and, and not be surrounded by a bunch of stuff and still sound good. I, I'm still very insecure about my my, my voice. Um, you know, <laughs> you, you know, insecure? I nah. I am, you know, after you've sung, after you've written for some of the best tenors in the world, like Jimmy Jameson, Dave Bickler, uh, Sammy Hagar, and Don Barnes, you know, you get a little shaky. <laughs> You know, and but uh, I, I'm relying on my my you know interpretation more than my range. You know, yeah, and, I hear ya. You know, it, you know, I I wrote them. You know, maybe I could put something extra into them. But look, when I, when I hear uh, you know Jimmy Jameson sing "The Search Is Over," I'm going, 
I can't try to be that, but maybe I could try to be me, you know? Uh-huh. And, you know, I think that's the key to this record is, uh, you know, not trying to sound like the original guys because I never will. It's it's like it's it's got to sound like it did when I was writing the song in my music room or my bedroom or driving down the highway or wherever it was. It's got to be JP. Yep, you got it. Can I ask you a question, Jim? Uh, yes, uh, on, this, on this album, um, uh, are you bringing other people in it, or is it you totally acoustic? I am bringing in others. Uh, my producer, Spencer, I, 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 this is another unusual thing because I usually produce myself. And even, yeah. you know, a lot, most of the Survivor albums were either Ron Nevison or me and Frankie uh, producing. This time, uh, it's Fred Mollin, and his name is spelled M-O-L-L-I-N. He's oh, a, yeah. Yeah, a, a great producer. Awesome. I, big time. I'm a big, I'm a big Jimmy Webb fan, and who who isn't? Oh, that, great. You know, Jimmy is... The, is my song one of my songwriting heroes? Anyway, he did the very, very um, famous, at least in circles that I care about, ten easy pieces, uh, and that was pretty much Jim, Jimmy, and a piano. So it was very stripped down. Fred uh, produced that, and he got the best out of Jimmy when Jimmy was going through a very, very tough period at that point of his life. Since then, he did you know albums with Garfunkel, Chris Christopherson. Other Jimmy Webb albums that were duets had duets with people like Billy Joel and uh, Carly Simon and uh, everybody, you know. And it, and he's a bit of I hate to say a fan of mine because that sounds conceited, but uh, every time I'd run into him, he would say, "Jim, I love your writing. We got to do a record." Great. Finally, I said, "Okay, let's do a record." So to answer your question, Spencer, it's whatever the uh, song calls for. We had a pre-production meeting. About three weeks ago in Chicago, Fred came uh, up to Chicago, and for two days we looked at each song and we opened the mics and recorded all day. Looked at each song from every every aspect, and I realized how many ways you can look at a song. And, and someone like Fred, who's a New York guy, uh, and he said, "Like we took," he, I said, "Okay, how are we going to treat Hold On Loosely?" You know. That is what it is, right? Bad on it. He goes, no, no. He said he sat down at the piano. He's a very good musician, of guitar, piano, everything. And he starts playing it slower, of course. And all of a sudden, the words just took on so much more. You see it all around you. Good love and gone bad. It was just like a whole different song, you know. And I, I'm starting to drink the Kool-Aid, you know. And he says, okay, let's take another one. And that one ended up sounding like a Jim Croce song. It was fantastic. <laughs> you know? And I love Jim Croce. So, and then we take Burning Heart. And, and anyway, I can't give away all the secrets of, of these arrangements, but they're very simple. And, uh, you know, some uh, some songs, uh, Spencer and Holly, will just be me and acoustic guitar, me and a piano, but other ones will be add. amazing. Whatever it means, you know, but yeah. it's not going to be bombastic, not bombastic drums. And, you know, I mean, heavy metal, uh, I can give this one away. It's going to be like uh, an acoustic guitar and, and a harmonica, okay? Ooh, and nice. It's gonna, you know, wow. it's going to be this kind of swamp. One way ticket to midnight, call it heavy metal. You know, it's going to be awesome. Yep. Awesome. 
I want to well, give out your Pledge Music um, site out real quick because um, we want to do that. It's pledgemusic.com, and you want to go to Jim Peterick, and it's Jim Peterick, Eye of the Writer, um, which is great because you did. I we did. I had you on for your book, and right. now we're this um, um, Pledge Music, and then also what's really cool then is the 50th anniversary of the Ides of March. And this acoustic album it, with a companion DVD is coming to you soon. There's lots of levels you can come in on, guys, if you right. go to it. And what I like is your little intro. Um, mm-hmm. It says, if you don't know me, I wrote the song <laughs> I of the Target, I of the Tiger for Rocky. And, yeah. you know, you and I went through a funny story about um, that. Um yeah. And you even actually sang some of it. You feel like singing some of it today for me? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, rising up back on the street, did my time, took my chances. Where's the distance? Now I'm back on my feet. Just a man and his will to survive. It's the eye of the tiger, it's the thrill of the fight. Rising up to the challenge of our rival. And the last known survivor stalks his prey in the night. And he's watching us all with the eye of the tiger. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> hey, hey, bravo. And, I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we talked about we talked about that being on the Rocky album, Spence. It was so funny. Well, yeah. Now, <laughs> Steve wrote it first alone, and he says, give me something good. Give me something. And then he <laughs> brought it to him, and he was like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Stallone says, you really delivered, Jim. You really delivered. (laughs) That is You really delivered. Um, And then there's going to be lots of really amazing songs on here. So like I said, you can come in at so many different levels. You can do the digital download. You can do um, I the Writer on CD plus an access pass. A signed CD. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, and, let me let me tell you tell you a couple. Yeah, more, you know. tell uh, me about it. We had it. fun putting together this list, and we're really you know trucking along towards goal. We we have about twenty five more days to uh, yep. to to uh, thirty four. Thirty four. Who, who's counting? <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's a little bit white knuckle right now, but I think uh-huh. we're gonna make it. And then, uh, but yeah, everything you know. There's what I call the pie in the sky package, which is twenty five grand and. You know, if anybody has twenty five grand, it'll be a lot of fun because you get a one of my vintage guitars. Um, you know, and I, I think I'm offering the Les Paul Special from nineteen fifty eight. I'm doing, uh, and that same person can come and write a song with Jim Peterick. That's me, and uh, and he'll perform it with me on stage at World Stage, which is one of my uh, you know superstar kind of reviews that I'm doing in January. Uh, I don't necessarily expect anybody to get that. But you know you've got to set extremes. You know, for ten dollars you get the the download and the and the CD and and I offer things like uh, songwriting uh, via uh, like songwriting seminars on Skype. A few people have done that. Uh, I've I've sold two I house parties. We talked about that. Yeah, that's yeah. Funny. I come to house, come to your house and and raid your uh, pantry and you know no uh, and do a raid. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. What do you uh, want? What do you want out of my pantry? Let's see. What do I got in there right now? I got some animal yeah. crackers in there. Oh, I um, love animal crackers. <laughs> you like the you like the pink and white frosted ones? 
Oh, don't even go there. That's too good. <laughs> Carol's going to get mad at me. And by the way, we want to we want to thank um, both of the people at Chaos Productions and Carol and everybody and just for putting this all together. And yeah. said, Carol's great. talk about the pledge and music. Talk about it. We are right there, and we're so excited. So wait, so you're gonna so you're gonna raid my pantry, okay? And then yep. there's more stuff here. Wait, wait, go through it. Through the eye of the tiger paperback, plus an access pass for fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. Chicago Street Theater concert on DVD plus signed access pass. That's cool. Yep. Um, I I really like also if you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, I'll write her a custom and demo it with me singing uh, song. A birthday song that's a one of a kind. Um, and of course, there's you know signed lyric sheets. Uh, you name a song, I'll write it out and I'll sign it and I'll put it in a in a frame if you want. Let me see where yeah, is yeah, that. I want to find it. I want to bring in. I have an interesting thing about a fan is invited to co-write a song with Jim. Yeah. Like yeah. You got yeah, and and uh, that's really interesting. I like that a lot. You know. Well, you know, uh, it's kind of. Um, the, the way things go nowadays, um, you got to be open. You know, in, in the old days, it was like very, you know, cloistered and this is mine and this is yours and get out of here. You know, uh, it's a different world, you know, and uh, there's a lot more sharing and uh, a lot more, less right. territorialism, you know, yeah, and it's going right. to be fun, you know. Um, I found it. A personal song written for you. I found it. it. You only it. have three left. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. One left only for the, um, the, you know, and guys, when you go on the site, you can see how many are left of certain things. And once they're gone, they're gone. But we are going to have, I, I know that I'm going to have you back on, Jim, because you're always fun. And we'll be having Jim back on and talking about everything. But so far, you've got 105 pledgers, mm-hmm. um, six updates. I'm looking at your page right now for it because mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. want to make sure I do. You know what's really cool too is the um, the one here that well you have signed print of the original Eye of the Tiger notebook <laughs> page plus yeah. this pass. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, I had to go through you know millions of not millions but hundreds of notebooks and finally I found a Dead Sea Scroll. You know. There it was, <laughs> with the, the ketchup, ketchup stain or whatever on there, you know, and it was really cool. You know, it's like opening it up is. a it page is of history. Cool. And, and you know what's funny is that you, you never know when you're making history. It's just another day at the office. You, you know, you think you got something good, but I never would have imagined that the song would still be. It was on the morning news this morning uh, as one of the top you know, it was in, in the same category as Queens, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, and uh-huh. uh, I was like, what the hell is going on? I love hey, it. Hey, Jim, I heard it on an ad today on television. It was on an ad. I had a tiger, yeah. Oh, I yes. know what you're talking about, Spencer. It was that uh, Rise Credit Union, I think. Yes, yes. <laughs> I know. It, it, it's the gift that keeps giving, and... I you know, it. I'm very thankful because it's actually, you know, I believe in the song. And that song has been my own best counselor through the years. When I was mm-hmm. going through hard times, you know, I would listen to that, that song myself, you know, like rising up to the challenge of your rival. I mean, we all have adversaries. We all have rivals. And you you can't got to stand up to them and not back down. Yep. 
And I think that's do, important. Let me ask you a question. So, I mean, uh, for the fans who didn't hear the first show that Holly had, what what was your conception on that song? How did it start in conception? I yeah, well, um, you know, it really started with seeing the rough cut of the movie, and this is really the Cliff's Notes version. But oh, this is funny. Uh, it, Ms. Stallone <laughs> uh, left an answer machine message for me. Hey, yo, Jim, it's a nice answer yo. machine you got there. Give me <laughs> give me a call, Sylvester Stallone. And I'm going, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, somebody's putting me on. And I, I truly thought it was my buddy Sal, who's Italian, you know, doing this thing. And he, I called Sal. He goes, no, that wasn't me, you know. So I called Stallone back. And I go, is this uh, Sylvester Stallone? This is Jim Peter. He goes, yeah, call me Sly. You know, and I'm, I'm quaking in my boots, you know, kid from Berlin, Illinois, talking to my hero. I mean, he was already my hero because... I loved uh, the first two Rockies, especially the first one. And um, he said, I just heard your band, you know, Tony Scotty, my buddy, you know, owns the Scotty Brothers Records. He played me Poor Man's Son, which was on our second album. And he said, that's the sound I want. I want that street sound, that grit, you know. Can you help me out? I go, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, he says, you got to go out and you got to rent a, a Betamax Pro, you know, Get, do it right now because we were overnighting the uh, the rough cut of the first three minutes. I of the remember movie. this. Nobody had seen yeah. it, right? Nobody had seen it. He no, said, "You no. can't let anyone see it." I remember this. Yeah, wow. he said, "I can't send send you the whole movie because the, the you know the movie company won't, won't allow it because you can make a copy." Blah blah blah. So, you know, they sent us the first three minutes. I called Frankie over. We rented this giant Betamax, which took up, you know, it was like a refrigerator, you know, uh, like a microwave. And uh, we watched those first three minutes, which was the mon- montage. Mr. T, you know, Clubber Lane's rising up and Rocky's getting soft and doing Visa card commercials, you know. And, uh, man, it was just, like, powerful, right? <laughs> and, and you know, what's really funny, and, and I, I don't know if I mentioned this in my book, I might, but the music that was accompanying it was Another One Bites the Dust by Queen. Did I tell you that, Holly? Yes, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I yeah. remember and, you telling me that. Yep. And, yep. and I'm going, Frank, this is fantastic. Why don't they use this one? You know, I mean, here I am shooting myself in the foot, right? And I, I call Stallone. He says, uh, yeah, we couldn't get the rights to it. <laughs> and wow. I, every day I just thank Freddie Mercury, you know, for that. Uh, not not taking, taking him up on it. Uh, yeah. But at that point, we turned the sound off and we just watched the uh, the movie, you know, the, the action. And I had my left paw on my neck and I just started going dig it, 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 dig it. And the punches thrown, bop, 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 bop. You know, I was just trying to coordinate the guitar slashes with the punches. And we had 30 seconds of the most powerful beginning you ever, ever heard, you know. Right. But we couldn't, mm-hmm. we couldn't take it. We couldn't take it any further. We didn't know what we were doing. I said, Stallone, and by this time I'm calling him Stallone, you know, Stallone, hey, Sly, yeah, it's Peter Rick, right? You got to send me the whole, the whole freaking movie, you know? And he goes, oh, anyway, begrudgingly he did. The next day it shows up and we watched that movie and it was brilliant. It was a rough cut and it was very crude and the scenes didn't flow, but we saw the, the whole motivation of this and we saw uh, Burgess Meredith's character say, Rocky, you're losing the eye of the tiger. And I wrote that down in my notebook. I said, Frankie, there's our title. And uh, it was just so obvious, you know, it just, it just stood out like a gem. 
And then the song is pretty much, I hate to say wrote itself because it, it didn't. There was a lot of work uh, over the next four days. And um, and then we went to the studio, we demoed it. And that demo became the actual version that appears in the movie. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't, don't know that. We, we re-recorded it for the album and and the the soundtrack but what you hear in the movie at the theater is a different version and uh it, it may not have been you know as good quality audio wise but it had it and stallone just you know he he says i could not believe it when i heard that i had the tiger you guys really it's a did perfect it. song for that yeah, for know? that too it really is pretty crazy pretty crazy but what's really going to blow your mind is the way I treat it on, on uh, Eye of the Writer because can't tell you how I'm doing it, but um, Fred swore me to secrecy, but it's very, very different. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, great. look, if it, it's, yeah, it's going to be a surprise. Oh, this is great. I like to hear Well, that. I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> yeah, you have to wait. You have to uh, wait. Yeah, I know. Torture, well, torture. It's Can fun. You... <laughs> it's fun. I, no, no, it's not a polka, and it's not. No, it's not reggae. Okay, done. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, you know, Last that's really time... creative. Uh, you know, it's so creative to hear that because it I is. Think people want to hear, right, Kali? It's like doing mm-hmm. something like that is so creative. Yeah, like it's so special, reality. and it's and you're going the extra mile, it, just like with your book, Jim. Um, mm-hmm. It really was quite a good read and it still is for anyone that wants to pick it up i want to say again um if anyone missed the beginning of the show um you can tune in and it'll be available on itunes and if you'd like to call in the number is three four seven six seven seven one zero three six and it's myself and spencer and jim peterick and we are talking about his um new eye of the writer on pledge music plus I really do want to talk about the 50-year anniversary collection for the Ides of March, too, because that's a pretty amazing box set. And I know that's part of, yeah, it's 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 got some DVDs on there. And I noticed mm-hmm. on your Pledge Music page you have um, only three left on the Ides of March last, ba- last band standing box set autographed, um, you know, signed plus an access pass. I mean, if you go here and you buy this for seventy-five dollars, it's so such a deal. It's a really Thank good you. deal on that. Thank you, and, and we sign it. And it, it's uh, it's four CDs uh, of music, mm-hmm. se- uh, seventy-seven tracks from our very first um, cut, "Like It or Lump It," which we recorded as kids uh, in '64, mm-hmm. all the way up to "Last Band Standing," which I, I don't know if you, I think I told you, but and it's from the Credits. Uh, we were blessed uh, that Steve Cropper came in and played his oh. funky guitar. Yeah, I thought that would Incredible. get your eyebrows up. It, Steve Cropper is one of my favorites, Jim. Yeah, for years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Right. So let's let's talk about songs since we opened with it. Last being standing because there's great yeah. lyrics in that. Tell me a little Thank bit you. about that song. Well, Mike and I. Mike's the uh, drummer of the Eyes. Mike Borch. I've known him for you know pr- most of my life, and uh-huh. uh, we wrote. Uh, songs back in the day, late 60s, early 70s, who wrote a song called Bald Medusa, which was really bizarre, but it was on the vehicle album. 
been written in all those years, and he he said I got this groove, and it was kind of a Memphis groove, and he had this first line in California, and that's okay in California. What are we doing? It became an uh, audio biography of the band, and it outlines outlines us going to uh, to California the first time. Vehicles number one, and we're at the Whiskey Go Go, and Joe Smith of Warner Brothers Records. Uh, comes and slaps us on the back after the show and says, I'm going to make you guys stars. And, of course, you know, he never fulfilled his promises and got distracted by the Doobie Brothers and, <laughs> and Norman Greenbaum. But that's another story. Uh, and, and then he takes it takes us on the road where we're with the Almond Brothers. That's the band from Louisiana that blew our minds, and we were shaking in our shoes, and we took the stage after the Almonds, and, we killed. We killed. So it's really a, a story about our development through the years, and we are the last band standing. We're probably one of the most uh, oldest bands, I don't mean in years, but as far as years being together. The original four now for, well, now it's 51 years. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And That's amazing. like you said, the DVD is, is House of Blues from last year yeah. at our at our rockin' best, and uh, it's an old footage from the Mama Cash show, and, uh, you know, Dick Clark, and just vintage stuff, that where I, I have my giant bell bottoms on, and my aviator glasses. And I look <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I love it, and you know. 19, 19 years old, you know. It, it's great, and you know, a lot of people, um, you're very, dis- very, very um, distinguished with your hair. Now, is your still, <laughs> hair still violet? It is. It's it's purple, and it, I did that before everybody was violet. You know, nowadays uh-huh. you, you see a lot mainly gals that uh, have purple hair. But I was doing that like eight years ago, and uh, well, Prince trumped us all, of course. You know, the purple wonder. Yeah, but, of course. Uh, it, you know, it, it's just become something I really like, and I wear a lot of purple, and you know, play purple guitars a lot of times, and it's just fun. Hey, you know what? I want to know about the shirt. I was reading something on your Instagram about the shirt, the shirt that didn't make oh, it in the bag. Yeah, the shirt. yeah. That's a pretty cool shirt, isn't it? It's an amazing shirt. I wish I had one. It's great. Uh, I'll have to send you one, Holly. What size It's a great shirt. Let's talk about yeah. the shirt. Spencer, if you don't know, Jim has an Instagram, and he po- he's a very avid Instagrammer. I see yeah. that. Yeah. And there's a shirt that there were some shirts he bought. Well, why don't you tell the story? Go ahead, tell well, the story. Well, I was in New York City, and it was that uh, it was the book uh, premiere, and I played um, a great club. God, what was it? Uh, the Cutting Room, which is just a oh yeah phenomenal great. club. Oh yeah, yeah. I did it. You, yeah, you you played there? No, no, I met you there with Carol Kay. I met Carol yes, Kay. yes. Okay, I gotcha. Okay, yeah. So I did that. And I'm I'm kind of, uh, I love to socialize, but I also love to walk the streets in New York alone, which isn't always safe. But no, I try to keep it to the, the better neighborhoods. So I'm I'm walking down uh, just some miscellaneous street, and I came across this great boutique. I don't even know where it was, but it, it was near that great steakhouse, the old homestead. It was right around there. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's like the, is it called the wharf area or the old, anyway. Uh, and I walk in, there's all this amazing clothes, and uh, I see I see this shirt, and I'm just ripping stuff off the 
hanger and throwing it on the desk and saying, I want all this. And my very favorite shirt didn't make it into the bag. I get home and I go, yeah. I don't have my favorite shirt, you know. And, <laughs> and I go, I hope they didn't charge me for it. You know, that, that was my first thought, you know. So I look at the, uh, you know, the bill of sale and, and no, it didn't include this one uh, brand uh, of shirt. So I called there and the guy remembered me right away because we were talking about Rocky and blah, blah, blah. And, but he, he couldn't find the shirt. And, and finally, in, way in the back, he, he, he found it and sent it to me. So It's a cool shirt, Spencer. Good little story, really. Good little story. Love it. Yeah. It's cool. It's very Baroque. It's, it's like Roman figures and, and you know, really? naked women. Wow. and Yeah, for real. Oh, it's really very cool. cool. Show it's, us a yeah. it's a showstopper. <laughs> it is. It is, man. Just don't stop the show. That's all I know. But, uh, you know, I, you, you, you might have said it a little wrong. I just wanted to reinstate it. Uh, pledgemusic.com mm-hmm. slash Jim Peterick. Um, that's, yep. that's how you get to, You probably said that, but I just wanted to. I did. And okay. I want everyone, I, I've actually posted it on my Facebook, and I know that you have it, and there are Facebook pages for it as well and yeah. um if you you can follow um Jim on Twitter you can follow him on Facebook and I know um the both of them at um at Chaos Productions are really excited about this pledge music campaign um I know yeah, that Carol absolutely. was so excited and she said oh this is going to be so great we can do it because What's really cool about is um, some of it. Go- you're donating proceeds to St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, which is kind yes. of cool. Well, you know, Dick Wagner cool. did that too. Dick Wagner uh, was okay. pledging a lot of music to them too, as well. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to stop for a moment and talk about that. Uh, Beth, I am. Uh, yeah. That's going to the charity of choice, and okay. it's really uh, not funny, haha. But um, ever since Jimmy Jameson passed away. All roads are leading to St. Jude, you know, and he, that was Jimmy Jameson's uh, charity. He did an enormous amount of work with, with St. Jude in terms of fundraisers that he did for free, you know. Mm-hmm. And when he passed, uh, everything seemed to be leading there. You know, I, I'm doing the pledge music mm-hmm. thing, and um, I'm going, what charity? There's so many worthy charities, you know. There was, you know, Make a Wish and this and that. But it really led to. Um, St. Jude, um, all of a sudden the Ides of March get a show and it's a benefit for St. Jude. And I go, where did that come from? You know, we had never played for Mm -hmm. St. Jude. So I go to the Reva a couple, maybe a month and a half ago, two months ago, and I met all the people. They flew in from Memphis. I met them all. I did a little Reva. I played Eye of the Tiger. I played Vehicle. And um, I met them all and they said, we're going to fly you down to Memphis. We want you to see the hospital. And that's coming up in a few weeks. But the bottom line is uh, they were so impressed with my my passion that they asked me to write a a theme song, like a national theme song for St. Jude. You're Uh, kidding. No, and dig this, Spencer. I'm signaling you out. I wrote it with Steve Cropper. Oh, my God. Love it. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny. It's funny. Only you would recognize this, but it's got a little Dock of the Bay feel on it, you know. Oh wow! And sure. uh, oh, it's wow. really cool. So uh, this Monday we're doing the benefit for St. Jude. I'm premiering the song. 
Uh, and I think I talked to Fred Mullen. I think it's going to go on the record as uh, on Eye of the Writer too. So it's like Jimmy Jameson is pulling some massive strings up there. That's that's, that's amazing. That's yeah. So when <laughs> when is the yeah. song going to be released, or has it been released? Well, no, uh, I'm premiering it for you know everyone. Uh, right now, it's being shopped to the, mm-hmm. the and and everybody in the country world. Well, everybody. There's three major country artists that want to um, record the song, and uh, it's funny, you know, country. You say country, but really, country is almost like pop now. And um, I can't tell you who these artists are, but they're the biggest of the big. We're looking for a major, you know, I'm going to have it on my album and it's going to do what it does. But I mean, if you get one of these major artists to sing for St. Jude, you're talking about really, really making a difference. So mm-hmm. uh, that's that's happening right now. Good, good. So it's well, called Precious. Are you, you going to do child. something with them at Christmas at all, Jim? Um, right now, uh, there's there's no plans. You know, we're, mm-hmm. the ads are doing our Christmas. We do a Christmas show every year. Uh, and this year it's at the Arcata Theater in St. Charles. Uh, there okay. might be a, a St. Jude benefit to it. Uh, you know, we're just kind of planning it right now. Uh, but, yeah, that's a good idea, actually. <laughs> that would be really, really cool because, yeah, you know, be um, I've seen that they like to do a lot of things at Christmas time. And, you know, speaking about playing, why don't we talk about any of your up-and-coming um gigs that you have coming up so we can um, get that out there yeah well I'm, i can go playing, to your let me go to your yeah, regular page let's see here yeah I've got. There, well there's Sherville, indiana we're playing on on uh september 11th which is a very significant date of course uh but the thing that um, i'm very excited about is i'm mm-hmm. going to england and this probably wouldn't be on the i'd site it'd probably be on my site um, i'm doing a solo show for Firefest and Firefest oh, wow. is one of the, one of the biggest um uh, fests in, in England and they um it's more or less you know the, the what they call melodic rock it's yeah I, it's, yeah that's awesome yeah it, it's very much like you know the frontiers label when when I do the pride of lions over in Europe it's uh in in this show what's different about it is it's going to be a solo show and I'm singing every song and they're supplying one of the best, you know, some of the best musicians that England has to offer to be my band. Uh, so I don't have a crutch of Toby Hitchcock, you know, which is my Pride of Lions singer, or, you know, anybody. I, it's me. Uh, and as opposed to being, remember I told you about my insecurity of the voice. I don't care. I'm getting up there and I'm I'm going to crush it. You know, that's my attitude, you know, and I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, that's I want great. To, can now, I ask you a question? I want to ask him yeah. a question. i got to ask this question. Go ahead. I saw, ahead. Some, <coughs> I saw mm. something on your site with, this is really <coughs> cool, the Berwyn Beatles. <laughs> right, right. Tell well, me that's about that. that story. Tell us about that story. Well, I mean, when we first got together, we were doing ventures, you know, the instrumental stuff, uh, and we we just were looking for a, a, the real holy grail. And I saw a band on Jack Parr, uh, some grainy footage, BBC footage, and they were singing, I love you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go to the, well, right at that point, we called the Shondells. I said, guys, I just saw the next thing. And I go, they go, what? I said, it's a thing called the Beatles. And they go, they started laughing, the Beatles? 
So I go to my local record store and I said, do you have anything by the Beatles? And the woman who owns it said, Beatles? (laughs) No. And I said, well, get ready, honey. You know? (laughs) And at that point, that was our, our role model. I mean, along with being in love with the kinks and the hollies and, uh, you know, the zombies. Uh, I named my son Colin after Colin Blundstone, you know. Oh, uh, wow. And, cool. And uh, everybody at Morton West called called us the Berwyn Beatles. And Berwyn is just this little provincial town, you know, bungalows right on top of each other. Everybody worked at the phone company. and uh, But we had a cachet. And, and uh, when we had our first hit record, which was called You Wouldn't Listen in 66, all of a sudden, the Berwyn Beatles, you know, we were getting noticed, uh, wow. not only nationally, not only nationally, but by the cheerleaders that used to shun us, you know, yeah. and uh, so that was kind of our, 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 our you know, niche. Yeah, I, I, it's a great story. I mean, it's like this off-the-cuff story. I love the velvet jackets. If anybody watches the, gets on the site, you'll see this really great photograph. Of you, really young in a group with the velvet jackets, I love it. It's really cool. And they were the hottest, uh, uh, hottest meaning we sweat, we we spit our butt off. <laughs> right. So we're on the road in the summer of '66. It was sweltering. We're in Florida. We're opening up for the Almond Bro- Almond Brothers band, uh, and we would get off stage and we were just drenched. Uh, <laughs> it, you know and. What a ter- they were heavy drapery, you know it was awful. <laughs> but we looked cool. Oh, great! Thanks a lot. But you That's looked great. good. But we <laughs> looked good. Not how you look, darling. It's how you. It's not how you feel. It's how you look, darling. That is. That is. But uh, yeah, it's been a great ride. It, it really has. And, and I've I've been very fortunate because I'm I'm a healthy guy. You know, I I didn't really, as you know, Holly, in the book, I, I didn't fall into the whole thing. Uh, I, I know. I, uh, you know, I'm reading uh, right now the Billy Idol's, uh, you know, uh, autobiography. It's a great book. It is a great book. book. I was, you know, I was uh, not not an enormous fan, but I really loved Rebel Yell, and I loved, uh, uh, you know, Eyes Without a Face and Flesh for Fantasy. He was really cool. I mean, I didn't, you know, he was his own worst enemy, as as I'm sure he he talks about in the book with addictions and this and that. But, um, you know, he, uh, I can't believe he's still standing after what he's been through. But a lot of the guys weren't so lucky and fell into right. drugs and, uh, and alcohol. And uh, I, I avoided it. Um, and, you know, I, I'm lucky. I'm, I'm just lucky. Yeah. You are. You're a very lucky man. And you're doing a lot of things. And as Carol said to me earlier today, she says, Jim's doing this and that. He's going to do a t- he's doing a TV show with some kids, and um, why don't we talk about that? The TV show with the kids. That oh, you're doing. yeah, I would love to. Um, it's the second season of a uh, of a reality show. I hate that term, but it is uh, called Steal the Show, featuring Jim Peterick. Uh, it's three siblings out of uh, Michigan: uh, Ariel, Zoe, and Eli Engelbert. And uh, I started working with them, uh, and they were only 12 years old when I started working with them. Now, uh, you know, Eli is, is 14 and the, the twins are like almost 17. Very talented family. And on a typical show, it, it shows me mentoring the kids in the studio, uh, writing songs with them, showing them songs that I wrote for them, uh, actually teaching them. Like Eli, he learned to play guitar under my tutelage. 
and the girls learned, you know, keyboards and drums, and they had all the talent. I just nurtured it, and uh, it's it's thrilling watching their development through through the years. That's, oh, that's amazing, because yeah. I know you've got a lot of things going on. So you've got the TV show, you've got the Ides of March, you've got your Go Pledge um, mm-hmm. campaign. Or I Pledge got World, World like Stage. Mm-hmm. Yep, World Stage, uh, which is, I always call it, I hate to <clears throat> pigeonhole it, but Superstar uh, Review every year. It's a little different, but it's mostly guests that I, I uh, you know, toured with in the 80s. And, uh, you know, Don Barnes, the 38 Special, Kelly Kagi, uh, Jack Blades of Night Ranger. Uh, Chris Toby Hitchcock is always a part of it because he brings down the house. New artists. Um, you know, this our Christmas show is going to be Ariel, Zoe, and Eli doing a song that uh, a Christmas song that I wrote with them called 365 Days Till Christmas." It's mm-hmm. about kids not getting what they want at Christmas and kvetching to Santa. You know, hey, you still got a year left. Come on, let's do this next year. It's it's cute, That's you know. Amazing. That's uh, but, funny. But World oh, yeah. Stage is, is is a great thing and. A couple of things that I can't even talk about yet. Uh, is an, uh, actually, a PBS uh, variety musical show that looks like I'm going to be mm-hmm. hosting, but I, I can't That's can't great. give details Amazing. yet. Yeah. So at at age sixty, well, I'll be sixty five November eleventh. I feel wow. You know, I, I want to write. I want to write a book called Life Starts at Sixty. You know. Let's uh, let's do it. Do it. Okay. Let's do it. Let's have you, you back and do it. Yeah. Let's let's do it. How old are you, Spencer? Well, life, believe it or not, I, I had a, we've, we've had a great year this year because Judith and I were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame permanent collection with our album covers, which is a very oh. big thing. And I'm oh. 72 now. I'm 72. God bless. Young. God bless. I'm like you. Now, think you, young, Jim. Think young, you know. That's it, man. It's, we're the Pepsi generation. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> only, only you would remember that. Uh, now, tell me about these album covers. I know I'm, I'm not interviewing you, and yet it's really interesting. Who's your partner in this? Well, Judith Salovitz uh, and and uh, both of us have. De- I designed before Judith. I did a lot of stuff on Sire with Ramones, Talking Heads. Mm-hmm. In fact, the Talking Heads Fear Music covers in a MoMA show right now, and we're in the MoMA permanent collection. But besides that, we did like Lou Reed, uh, uh. U2. We worked on uh, Bon Jovi, Major. You know these names. Uh, worked on Major acts. Uh, Marshall Crenshaw's first album. Oh. Joan Jett, six albums for Joan Jett. And, oh, my uh, God. Yeah, and uh, you know, major, I, I just a lot of major people who designed. 22 Rock Hall inductees, 22 Rock oh. Hall inductees. Uh, yeah, are, like are you still designing, Spencer? Yeah, I am, I am. And uh, wow. I love your book. I just want to tell you, and I think it's a God gift you're here because you're a very dynamic person and very important. Isn't he amazing? Didn't I tell you this was going to be one Holly hell of a me, show? Holly, yeah, Holly said she had so much fun on the first show. I said, i got to get uh-huh. you. I did. And you well, know what, Jim? I said it was yeah. one of my fav- one of my favorite shows I've done because uh-huh. you sing, you dance, <laughs> you sing, you dance, <laughs> you tell <laughs> jokes. Let's see. Um, you do pretty much everything. And... Um, yeah. You don't I'm, want to see me dance, you know. I love it. I love it. And last time I talked to you, I think you and your wife were getting ready to go to, uh, I think it was a Joan Jett concert. No, it wasn't Joan Jett. It was uh, uh, Chrissy Hind. 
Chrissy Hines, right? Okay. Jim, I did stuff with the Pretenders. I did the Stop Your Sobbing sleeve in the United States for. Oh man! Oh she's man! Great, man, she's great. She's she's still got it. Right. She's one of yeah. those evergreens. She sounds great. She's she's buff. I mean, oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, wow. <laughs> but I was I was mad. Uh, she didn't do brass in pocket. You know, it's always one oh, song. Oh my god! Really? Oh my what? god! Yeah, what? I know my favorite song. She didn't. I'm yelling brass in pocket. It. Yeah, I know. It's it's like Bob Seger not doing Catman Do. Come on, dude. <laughs> I know. I know. Tell me about it. I know. But, uh, so you know, well, I'm excited but, about your pledge campaign because the fact that people can become part, they can get integrated into part of all this. Well, that's I, that's it. You know, it's not just about uh, raising mm-hmm. money. Uh, it's not just about the fact that record companies don't have budgets anymore. It's it's more than that. It's it's interactive. I mean, I'm I'm actually the people that pledge. They're going to be involved in decisions. You know, they can be yeah. my record company. You know, they can be involved in the sequencing of the record. Of uh, uh, the final choices, say we write, uh, we record 16 songs. We, we want to narrow it down to 12. We'll have uh, you know a vote. You know, uh, album covers. You know, there'll be choices. Um, you know, stuff like that. It's fun. I you saw know, the, let me, let me the liner note things. Can I ask, yeah, I, I want to ask you a question, Jim. Uh, what, what writers, songwriters, did you uh, look up to, you might say? You know what I oh, mean? my God. Uh, oh, it's endless. It's endless. <laughs> well, I, 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 I've got a probably 10 uh, writers that, you know, just oh, come to the top of my head. Okay. Uh, well, Lennon McCartney, way up there. Uh, right. A lot of a lot of them are teens. Backrack and David were were my gods when I was ten years old, and they're writing uh, "Say a Little Prayer for You" by Dionne Warwick and uh, mm-hmm. "Do You Know the Way to San Jose" and uh, "Windows of the World" and "Alfie." And I knew even at age ten that these were very special songs. Uh, wow. I I really loved uh, Gotham and King. Of course, Carol King didn't too, do too bad on her own, <laughs> but. I love those uh, early Duffin King, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow by the Shirelles. Uh, mm. And then, of course, from the British Invasion, they they wrote uh, Herman's Hermits covered I'm Into Something Good by, by Goffin King. People don't realize this is all New York brill building stuff that the early British Invasion uh, groups were doing. Do What Diddy was a, a girls' group yeah. song. You know, uh, anyway, and then I liked Lieber and Stoller. Come on, all the, all the stuff oh, they wrote. Yeah. For the you know the young blood and uh, El- for the stuff for Elvis Presley, Elvis Presley was my god. He wasn't a writer, but yeah. uh, very very influential to my young uh, writhing four year old frame. You know, uh, yeah. my sisters were older than I, so they would bring home these little records called forty fives uh, on the, with the Sun label on them, and I'd be into you know that's all right, Mama and Milk Cow Boogie and the early Johnny Cash. Uh, but you know what other writers? Um, man, there's so many, there's so many. <laughs> I remember uh, you know, me asking you this. Yes, it's well, funny. Jimmy Webb. Jimmy Webb. We were talking about yep. Fred Mullen. Jimmy Webb. Uh, you know, Wichita Lineman. I think is one of the best songs ever written. Uh, and then something as simple and lightweight as Up, Up and Away is absolutely brilliant. It you is. Know? Mm-hmm. You're right. Absolutely. <laughs> it really is. I heard a song the other day. Um, 
and it was Downtown by Petula Clark, and that was written by Tony Hatch. But what a well-constructed song, you know? It takes you all these different places in, in, the, in the span of, you know, three minutes and ten seconds. It's crazy. I wanted to open up your head because the way you're talking about it is so beautiful, and it's like, uh, you know, the structure of songs, and, you know, they yeah. should, you know, it's really good to hear. Thanks a lot well, for that. Yeah, oh, you're welcome. Jim, I mean, that's Jim, one he's got subject. Some great I, stories. Yeah, he does. And you <laughs> talked about 45s, and one thing you don't know about Spencer, he wrote the he um, published a book called 545s. Uh, that's not me. That's not me. Oh, Spencer, no, Spencer did. did. Yeah, Spencer yeah, did. Well, the history. It's it's uh, Lenny K wrote the forward from Patty Smith, who has an incredible, by the way, 45 collection. But it's 545s. Uh, Harper Collins. It's been out since oh. 2010, and vinyl is coming back, so the sale of the book's getting much better. You know, Jim. And oh my know. God! Well, I, you know, I almost uh, offered vinyl for uh, Eye of the Writer, and uh, I, I wanted to, but it's very costly, and and the the pl- pressing plants are all backed up because it's so popular. Yeah. Right, you know, exactly. so I didn't want to offer something I couldn't deliver on time. Yeah. But anyway. Right. I might add it. I might add it later. And you know, I'm really nuts about uh, colored vinyl. You're talking yellow, red, oh, that's blue. Cool. Yeah, that's oh. really cool. I colored used to vinyl, have. Who hey, was that vinyl. we had on that did that? Osaka pop star. Osaka pop yeah, star. Yeah, All yeah. their yeah. I got a right. album. It was one was blue, one was Christmas. It was red, red and green striped. You would have Ooh. loved it, Jim. Vinyl. Uh, yum. I used yeah. to just smell smell the vinyl and get high. Mm-hmm. Very seductive. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you I know what's really like, pretty Dave, is the white Dave vinyl. It, yeah, Wait Dave, a minute. Dave Mason put out a a, a marbleized vinyl. Remember that his kidding. album, Dave Mason. Yeah, 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 came yeah, yeah. Out. Remember that, Holly? Um, it was like love a Dave which, which Dave Mason was that? I forgot. I love Dave Mason. His first solo album. His first. Yeah, solo yeah, yeah. Album. I remember that. Okay. Yeah, Do you have like much vinyl, Jim? I have tons and tons of vinyl, all alphabetized <laughs> and uh, and beautiful. I have an unopened uh, John Lennon rock and roll. Uh, you know how valuable that is. Oh, that's um, really valuable. Yeah, it's uh, and I'll never open it. I don't care. Right. I'll, I'll buy a, I'll buy the CD version just so I can hear the stuff. But I ain't opening that one. Uh, <laughs> I, I just bought a, a, a new turntable. Because my old one, you know, bit the dust and wasn't really worth fixing. I got a state-of-the-art, well, you know, within reason, a really good table and a really good arm, really good cartridge, and, boy, it sounds sweet. Great. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you know, what I wanted to say um, to you was I know we've had you on quite a lo- quite a while here. I didn't know if you had a timeline or anything that you needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, um, I have a couple songs here that I've chosen off of your 50th and of course I opened up with Last Band Standing I also have Spirit of Chicago and then I have Vehicle yeah. uh, I wanted to I wanted to play those so should we play yeah. Spirit of Chicago real quick? You want yeah, to talk about I think it? I think I'd have time to uh, narrate both of those Yeah so why don't you talk about Spirit of Chicago then we'll come back and then we'll uh-huh. talk about Vehicle Um Tell me a little bit about Spirit of Chicago, because I know there's a story behind that. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mayor Daley was in power uh, when I wrote this song, and, um, and we wanted to do an anthem for, for Chicago. We love 
the city. I've never moved. I've, I've done a lot of time in L.A. I call it doing time because I, I really don't love L.A. But uh, we did a lot of albums there. And um, But Chicago is, is my home. And I love their pizza. I love the Cubs. I love the Sox. I love the lakefront, the Chicago River. I feel home. I feel like mm-hmm. that's me. And I wanted to do a, um, you know, an homage to it. And I called you know, some of my best friends, like Rick Nielsen of Cheap Trick, and, and the late, um, um, oh man, uh, the guy from Material Issue, Jim Ellison, uh, and Gary Loizzo from the American Breed, who sang "Bend Me, Shape Me," and Kathy Richardson, and so many different artists came. Even Frankie Sullivan from Survivor, who we were kind of estranged at the time. But I said, you got to do this. And he came in and played some great guitar. And uh, and then we presented it to the mayor. And he loved it. We have a picture of us with Mayor Daly, uh, the son, not not the, the old guy. This was probably in about 1992. And uh, we did a remix on it for the box set and brought it into, you know, the now of Sonics. And... Uh, and a friend of ours that I co-wrote the song with, Dick Eastman, did a pictorial uh, with it that you can see on my website or, or my Facebook as well, which mm-hmm. is brilliant digital shots of the Chicago of Chicago as the music plays. So it's it's really powerful. Well, why oh, don't we great. play that song really quick, and then we'll come back and we'll do a little more, and then we'll um, end our show with Vehicle. But um, let's play Spirit of Chicago real quick. I would love to hear it. That's okay, great. all right, guys, hold on. Don't go anywhere. And anyone listening, again, this is Red Velvet Media on Blog Talk Radio, and I have both Spencer Drake and Jim Peterick with me today, and we are talking about the 50th anniversary of the Eyes of March, and also we are talking about the um, Eye of the Writer on Pledge Music. So let's play Spirit of Chicago, and this appears on the 50th anniversary of the Ides of March. So here we guys go, and we'll be right back. So don't go anywhere. Right on. Go somewhere. It's going to start. Put the needle.
you Jim you have you know it's really funny because over the years in you know listening to music and stuff uh, you have a very distinctive sound even even when you've written for other people um and produced other people with their music it has such a you have a very unique sound it's a great sound. well thank you uh, thank you I I I see it more now than than I could in the past you know the things that unify my style and it's always pretty positive you know i'm mm-hmm. i'm not really one for doom and gloom i like to uplift when i can you know and uh, that's kind of the the person i am and it, it reflects and when i write a sad song it seems like i i always try to leave a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel yeah, you do. Uh, by the way you know what i mean uh, by the way i forgot uh, maybe one of the most uh significant artists on that record is dennis DeYoung of sticks um Oh, who's wow. very clear, beautiful voice. Um, 
comes oh. in and out and he came to my studio to do it and he lives okay. now he lives like two blocks away from me literally and and we we get together and uh, we talk about the rock and roll wars and uh, we're very good friends through through the years that's great. That's yeah great. that's amazing so. now is there a woman on that track too with you Yes, that's Kathy Richardson. Uh, she's an, a Chicago treasure. It's one of those uh, artists that never broke through to the level that she deserved to. Amazing but, um, voice. And she's an amazing yeah. voice. Now, she, uh, for the last, I would say, four years, she has been with uh, Jefferson's, Jefferson Starship. She's the one mm-hmm. with Paul, the version with Paul Kantner, not the version with Mickey Thomas. There's a lot mm-hmm. of you know confusion with that. But yeah. she's been doing the Grace Slick era uh, and just knocking it out of the park. She's ju- just great. She did a, a stage play called Love Janice for many years where she becomes Janice Joplin, and that did extremely oh, really? well. And uh, I have to say, I, I discovered her. Uh, she was 18, and wow. um, I was at a gas station, and her dad comes up to me and says, my daughter sings. And I go, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Uh, Every, everybody has a daughter that sings. So uh, <laughs> I took the card and uh, I kind of ignored it. And then I ran into Linda Mensch, uh, a music attorney here. And she says, you know, that girl, you got to listen to her. Took her. She came over to my house and, you know, blew me away. So I produced her first album, Moon Not Banana. And man, she's just a treasure. Oh, that's so, that's cool. so good. See, you give people the chance, you know, and and a lot of people they don't have that chance, right, Spence? I mean, it's yeah, like you're right. you get you get that one person that maybe takes the time out to listen. Um, now I know besides just your own music and um, with the 50th anniversary of the Ides of March and then your own stuff and Survivor and everything. Um, who else have you done songs for? Because I know that you, before we talked about this, I mean, there's a lot of really amazing songs that have really gone to be hits that you've done. Right. Well, you know, uh, my big biggest um, franchise is 38 Special. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it, it started with Rockin' Into the Night. Um, and that's before I even knew them. They recorded a song that I that I wrote for Survivor, but wasn't used in the first album. That became their first top ten record. Then we got together physically, and uh, the next year, and we wrote. First time we sat down at my kitchen counter, we wrote "Hold On Loosely," and yep. it was talk about Love you know, that song. lightning in the bottle, right? Uh, yeah. And then we then we got together again and wrote "Caught Up in You," "Fantasy Girl," uh, "Wild Eyed Southern Boys." Um, we had quite quite a string. It was just great. Sammy Hagar, uh, you know, of course, heavy metal, and we still sing that one together. He comes into town, and I'll, I'll come up on stage with him, and uh, it's just a great time. But to the present, I, I think my my biggest bragging right is Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys. And, yeah. Uh, in 2012, I had the title track to their reunion album, That's Why God Made the Radio. And it went uh, top three on Billboard, and that was the wow. name of their tour. Uh, and flat, and then the second song in the same album that I played ukulele on, uh, which was my first instrument, was called Isn't It Time, that I wrote with Larry Millis, Brian Wilson, and Joe Thomas. Mm-hmm. But I, on this newest album, which is called No Peer Pressure, I had the pleasure of writing a song called Sail Away with Brian, Larry Millis, wow. and Joe Thomas. Same Great team song. that wrote uh, 
That's what got me the radio. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a dream come true. You, Spencer, you asked me about favorite writers. He's right up there with everyone I mentioned. Maybe he even surpasses most of them. Because when I was growing up, it was the Beach Boys and the Beatles, and they, there was no preference. They were on, on a par. And songs like, you know, I Get Around and California Girls and, of course, Good Vibrations. Uh, you know, God, God Only Knows, Wouldn't It Be Nice? These are some of the best uh, pop songs ever written. And I'm writing mm-hmm. with them. And I'm going, really? Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> I've never, I never lost a sense of wonder at writing with my heroes. You know, I, I, I designed awesome. for the Beach Boys. I did the album Summer in Paradise for the Beach Boys. Oh, that's I, right. But, that's but, right. But, but you know something that's interesting is what you're talking about. It's like I, I was brought up, too, with the Beach Boys and love and all that stuff. And then mm-hmm. later in life, or or even Lou Reed later in life, but then all of a sudden you're working with these people, right, Jim? And it's like this whole other thing. Uh, it's exactly. Like it, it's it's surreal, really. You know. It is. Uh, <laughs> it, you know, first time I mentioned uh, Matt Bryan, I was gobsmacked. You know, I right, exactly. didn't know what to say. You know, and but it's, <laughs> right. you get over it. You know, and then he's we were just eat, eating shrimp together at the uh, Chinese restaurant. You know. Oh, totally get that. Totally get that. When I first moved out to California, I remember being younger and having these pictures of people on the wall like Rick Springfield and stuff like that. And then I come out and I'm at these um, concerts and they're all walking up to me. Hey, how you doing? What's your name? You know, and I'm like backstage and I'm like, who are you? And I'm like, oh my God, you know, and and here are these people. I said, you won't believe this, but I used to have you on my wall, you know, like hanging up on my wall. It's like so funny. Um, I, I, know. I totally get true. that. Totally true. get that. You know. I want to say real quick, um, there is an event on Facebook for September 11th, the Eyes of March, featuring Jim Peterick, and um, mm-hmm. you guys are going to be doing that. And then I also see that you're going to be doing, uh, on December 18th, my birthday, you're going to be doing the Eyes of the Eyes of March featuring your your annual Christmas show, and then you're going to be doing another one in January 16th. That's what the Eyes of March. Now, um, there are some other things that you're going to be doing also. You said you're doing something on September 11th, right? That's the one there that we're talking about. Right. Are you going to do? Are you going to do? Um, are you going to do anything special for that concert? Well, I'm, you know, it's it's uh, we're just thinking about that, and and um, I'm I'm trying to decide what to do without bringing down, you know, the whole mood bringing of everything. Bringing people sad, yeah, um, yeah, you know, but it deserves it deserves a mention and uh, some kind of a uh, homage and almost a celebration of, of yeah, the lives that were celebration lost. Celebration of life. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So the, you know, you're you're uh, touching the nerve there. We will do something. I haven't decided what yet. But what a dark day, you know. Uh, I know. About four days after that happened, Johnny Van Zandt of Skinner called me and said, Jim, we got to write a song uh, for this. And he said, um, a friend of mine just said, this is the day that America cried. And that became the title of the song we wrote. And uh, it got quite a bit of airplay. Uh, mm-hmm. And, of course, with Johnny Johnny's name attached to it, it, it got probably especially a lot of it. Uh, and... It's hard to find, but you can find it if you Google uh, or whatever they I do. I see. I've yeah. heard it. Uh huh. Yeah. I've heard it. You know, it's, yep. it's very a little bit mournful, but it has some great slide guitar on it. And but yeah, we'll we'll do something. We'll do something. It was just an awful, awful day. 
Yeah, no, and you know, the thing is, how I look at it is it's taught us things and it's taught us what we're to look out for even now even more so. So now I think you can turn that negative into a positive by bringing light and beautiful music to people, you know. Right on. Um, and I think I think this uh, Pledge Music program is really, really exciting only because you're able to get people involved. And right. how, I mean, you know, usually people do, they do a thing where it's like, okay, you're going to get this and that and this and that. Well, here you actually have a chance to meet the artist and get something personalized for you. And um, I think that that's like really putting the extra effort in there and going the extra mile for people. Right, right. And, and I'm definitely that kind of person. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I, I've, I've always been very transparent and very accessible. And I, I'm the guy, just like James, Jimmy Jameson, we stayed, uh, stayed to the end of the show to the last fan got his autograph. That That's us. That was me. And... Um, mm-hmm. So this project's, you know, perfect for uh, a person like me. Well, are you going to do vehicle, Holly? We are going to do vehicle. And so what I would like to ask you to do is tell everyone a little bit about vehicle, and we'll end our show. How's that? Awesome. Well, that's good because I'm getting hungry. My wife's going to be I dinner. know. What are you going to have for dinner? I want to hear. I want to hear. <laughs> it's going to be a salad with a, a Norwegian salmon on top. Ooh, oh, nice. Good. I had salmon I had last salmon night. Gym. I had salmon today, yeah. Jim. You know, salmon yeah. is so, so good. You it know, is. And, and it's, it's, it's healthy. It's almost like a get-out-of-jail-free card, you know? It <laughs> is. It <laughs> is. It's great. So, so, real, so real quick before we end this show, yeah. if you missed the beginning of the show again, it'll be on iTunes afterwards and on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio, and we are on every Wednesday and Friday, and then we are also on... Special, we do special shows um, for with, the, with the Indie Cafe, which Spencer is the host on, and I co-host on that with them. And um, that's on our network here. And so we're going to end the show today with the song Vehicle. Why don't you tell us a little story about that, and then we'll end the show with that. I sure will. And before I do, I just wanted to thank you guys for keeping so the music welcome. alive. You know? It's a great show, and the, your personality is so great. Uh, Thank and I'm talking you. about, you know, it's, you you bring life to the music, and good Lord, we need that, you know. So thank you. Um, thank and you. I really enjoyed talking to you both today. It was it was awesome. Uh, oh, vehicle, you know, Vehicle has, has really been one of those songs that stayed with me uh, for my whole career. And I never, you know, when you're 19, I wrote it when I was 18, and I... I wrote it to try to win back my girlfriend, uh, who dumped me. I remember me. he did when uh, you got this. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and I was just totally madly in love with her. And, uh, I mean, she was only 16. Uh, well, I met her when she was 15. And she still hadn't. I was her first boyfriend. She didn't know that I was the best she would ever find. <laughs> but she had to find out for herself. And I'm tongue-in-cheek, of course. But... Uh, you know, and she was dating these other guys. It was just pain me to see her, you know, walking, you know, hand in hand with someone else. It just was killing me. And I, I, and then she starts calling me and I go, oh, great. But she's only calling me because she needed a ride. Something here or there, <laughs> modeling school or uh, to practice, uh, cheerleading practice. 
And, you know, I was happy to do it. I had a 64 Plymouth Valiant. I was pretty happy. And uh, so she would call me for rides, and I figured, well, at least I could, you know, smell her perfume, you know, uh, as she said in the <laughs> <laughs> in the seat. And, but at the end of the day, that's all I got to do is smell her perfume. And I'm starting to feel a little bit taken advantage of. And I said to myself, all I am is your vehicle, baby. You know? And uh, I, I, I said, vehicle, what a cool title, you know, instead of the, the mojo to it, you know? So I yeah. went uh, back home and I, I thought of this horn riff, which became, who knew? Iconic. Iconic. Uh, but, uh, you know. Yeah. And uh, I wrote the song, and it started with a, you know, really a great line, I'm the friendly stranger in the black sedan when you hop inside my car. I didn't know what was so cool about it, but it had the rhythm of the words. It almost had a rap cadence. Who knew? Uh, yeah. And uh, I wrote the song. We recorded it, and it shot up to number one on Warner Brothers Records. Fastest breaking record in Warner's history, went to number two on Billboard, number one on Cashbox, and this was um, in May of 1970. Suddenly we're on tour with, uh, you know, Led Zeppelin and, uh, you know, Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin. Well, guess who starts calling me again? You know, well, Uh, it was, uh, yeah, you know who, and this time, you know, Jim, maybe we should try it again, you know, and, and, and uh, I, I let her hang on, on the uh, the line for at least, oh, 30 seconds, you know. And I said, I said okay, you know. And uh, and this time, we didn't look back. And in another six months, we were planning the wedding. And, wow. uh, you know, 43 years later, that girl is still my wife. Oh, that's so cool. That's you know? so amazing. That's so cool. That is so, so great. great. The song did its, did its work. And... Boy, you know, and when you hear my vocal, you know, you can almost hear it. You know, it's so impassioned. And uh, everybody thought I was a 35-year-old black guy when they heard the song. And here I'm a 19-year-old skinny kid with bell bottoms, you know. And uh, But it, we caught lightning in a bottle right, right that day. Great. Great. Well, let's go into it. And I want to thank you very much for being here. I'm, I'm playing the um, version off the Ides of March um, CD collection. Is that the right one? That's the the classic. uh, It's the mono mix. Don't give me the stereo. Come on. Uh, I think, wait, wait, wait. I don't know which one I have here. I have mono and then I have the stereo. I think I have the, uh, I think I'm not sure which one I have in the studio. Well, look, you know, the stereo is okay. The only difference (laughs) is the horns are on one side, you know, and we go, what? You know, but it's cool. It's cool. Hey, look. You know, I'm not Phil Spector. You know, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's have, have fun eating your salad, and we are going to end the show with a vehicle. And I want to say again, thanks to Chaos Chins and also to you, Spencer, for being here today, and to I you, Jim, for being here. And it, um, it, check us out. <laughs> We're going to be back yeah. soon. We've got some really great shows coming up with Spencer and I both, and um, I want to thank you again, Jim, so much for being here today. Well, I got okay. one shout out, and I got one shout out. Yeah, for oh, you. please, you can give as many shout outs as you want. Okay, great God in heaven, you know I love you. <laughs> here you guys go. I love right. it. Love, okay. love you guys.
Thank you. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Inside my car, I got pictures, got candy. I'm a lovable man, and I can take you to the nearest star. I'm your vehicle, baby. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.